welcome to the Phantom Zone. So we watched the Justice League of America 1997 pilot slash movie that, oh God. So quick plot crunch. So the, they, could, they couldn't even get a real villain. Uh, so an evil weatherman, an evil character, the weatherman, is intent on destroying New Metro City with a series of malevolent meteorological mishaps. Can the superpowered team that's semi-unemployed, Justice League of America, save the day? We get introduced to a new superhero and weird office-style interviews. <laughs> that was the best part. So uh, with us on the special, as always, is Alan Muir. Hello. And the thing is, about those office-style interviews, there's no they don't tell you how far, how much time has passed oh, before yeah. or after. You have to guess. And special guest, um, member of And Now Comics and Legion of Toon, Ryan Fretz. Hey, it's well. It's it's good to be special. Hello, everyone. Yeah. So this this was a thing. So I oh man, like I'm gonna look up to see how many years after the Flash, the '90s Flash TV show, this was. Oh wait, so that was two years. So this is like five years later. Five to six. I'm trying to think what other what else was going on in '97 because was Batman and Robin around this time? Yeah. Okay. So we do also get like basically two. Uh, characters that we've never had live actions before or since in actually no three fire ice and guy gardner and then it, I don't, I, how do we even talk about this like it's so weird like yeah because <laughs> one character would go would be would go through a big fundamental change in terms of the way he would be appearing and that would be Martian Manhunter, thanks small, to Smallville. Yeah, he was. So we've gotten a Smallville interpretation, and then he's on currently on Supergirl. Barry Allen, we've had the TV show and the Justice League movie. Ray Palmer, we've had the you know first on Arrow, and then now part of uh, Legends of Morrow. And the Weatherman, we've actually gotten two Weathermen on Flash, the TV show, and uh, Weather no. Witch, the daughter too. Those are weather wizards. Weather wizards. Oh, okay. This guy didn't go by weather wizard. He just went by weather man. I was actually thinking right, right when you yeah, were bringing up the weatherman. I was like, was this before or after DC bought uh, Wildstorm? Ninety-seven. It might be before. Yeah, he's the weatherman. He's not weather wizard. So this <laughs> this cast is kind of weird because there are some people. There's it's basically filled with character actors. But so we have. I guess the leader of the team is Guy Gardner. Would you guys say that? Even though he's clearly Hal Jordan, based on yes. his, I mean, because there really except wasn't much. Best. Yeah, except for the vest. Like he didn't have the he was didn't have the bulk the bowl cut. He wasn't a ginger. Yeah, he's not a cop. He's what did they say his day job even is? Does he have one? He's uh he's in sales, which is something Hal Jordan was a job he did have. Mm-hmm. And he tries to play off that he's like a ladies' man. So yeah, he's basically Hal Jordan, but he's not Hal Jordan. He's Guy Gardner. And so they has... do, they straight up do a Batman analog, at least the, the the theatrical Batman films. Oh yeah, they do a bunch of like weird stuff in here. Where like the, someone in love interest doesn't want to speak to him, but is like awestruck by. Oh yeah, there's a Batman. Superman did that too with Lois Lane, like the movie wise. Yeah. So then their next person, um, I'm just going through the IMDb, would be uh, Ice. So Corey Olaf's daughter. So Ice is like a, whatever, it's exactly what her name is. She's basically Sub-Zero. Like, but she's not Killer Frost, but she's Ice. Like it's, She has cold powers. Played by Kimberly Oja, who was in, was it the OC, or was she the one that was in? No, she was, she was the one from the OC. She is the one from the OC? Yeah, she played a really snotty rich person, rich white lady. Yes, and we we missed. I skipped over. Guy Gardner is played by Matthew Settle, who was on Band of Brothers. He was on Gossip Girl, which was is where we're headed in terms of network wise, or is what the WWE ended up becoming with Smallville. And so the next person on our list is Ray Palmer, the Adam played by John Kaiser. Oh God, <laughs> I, I actually liked him. I think like, he actually played Ray Palmer good. It's just like a weird choice. And the costume looks like they bought it yeah, at like Toys R Us. 
all the costumes. He looks like he looks like he's like a character from like He Man, like that big yeah. bulky armor. It looks like sprayed styrofoam. <laughs> That's probably what it was. It like, looks it looks like really bad, like early early cosplay. I mean, there was a few good like tidbits like regarding the costumes. Like Guy Gardner's costume was like not bad. Barry's was worst. Uh, the, the Flash could have had a better mask. Like I was, well, Green Lanterns isn't bad because it's actually no, no. I I, I know which one is the worst. Martian Manhunter. Yeah, the Manhunter. Yeah, it was bad, but like I don't know, it was it wasn't that bad. The reason why Green Lanterns is the best one is because it's the least costumey. Yeah, wearing... and, it's not, and he's not wearing green. It's more like a turquoise, like a bluish. Like yeah, because otherwise they'd have two characters in green, which I, or actually three. They'd have three green characters in the show. Um, but yeah, but John Kaiser is the Crypt Keeper, and it was married to Julie Benz of like, Angel and Buffy fame. Oh, really? Yeah, wasn't she the one who was in? She was in the pilot of Buffy. Ended up on Angel. Oh, I don't remember. Oh my god, I was thinking. So I thought he kind of looked like Larry Fine, and he apparently played Shemp in like a Three Stooges thing. Yeah, I, I saw that. But like he's uh, the like, age. Yeah, he's like the voice actor extraordinaire. Like he's been in everything. He was in Pete's Dragon. Uh, we were talking about he was the voice of Deadpool in X Men Legends, both those games, and Ultimate Alliance. Are we gonna talk about what he's primarily known for? Like oh, his, yeah, the, his real cred? Yeah, he is the Crypt Keeper from Tales of the Crypt, which is crazy, crazy. I did not know that this is the face of the guy that did that voice. Yeah, I got my Tales uh, thing wrong, and instead of watching Tales from the Crypt, I saw Tales from the Hood, <laughs> which scarred me for life. Oh, man, but he's like, his voice acting work is incredible, like... His yeah. IMDb is like insane, but he does like a lot of like filler voice work for everything. But he's been Rick and Morty, Simpsons, uh, Samurai Jack. He does. He like like Lou said, he does a lot of big game voices. He he recently did st- most recent stuff. It was for Final Fantasy 15. And we were talking about talking bef- before the we started the recording based on his like how he looks now compared to how he looks in this. He looks much better now. Yeah, it, I think it's the hair. Like, his hair is preposterous in this. Like, it is... He will go through, like, how they play the characters, but to me, like, he's kind of doing almost a George Costanza kind of thing. It's it's, it's more like a... Well, yeah, mix of a George, George Costanza and the, the, like, the stereotypical 90s nerd. Yes, he's very stereotypical 90s nerd. So let's move on to our next Justice Leaguer. That would be B.B. DaCosta Fire, played by Michelle Hurd. Oh, so, I don't remember if the character was an actress in in the comics. Um, oh no, I was going to mention the actress, her merits. Oh yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. She was on the first season of SVU before she got replaced by SD. Uh, she was on Daredevil. Yep, she played in the best in the best season. Yeah. Uh, I believe she's in season two, right? Yeah, she's the district attorney who wants to just go after the Punisher, like just like. Crazy, yeah. Not she, she doesn't want to physically pull the trigger, but she wants to do everything, all everything but. Oh, and she first appeared in Jessica Jones, but she's been like uh, the Glade, Pretty Little Liars, Bosch, um, Ash versus the Evil Dead, the Lethal Weapon TV show, which just ended. oh god, her death in Ash versus Evil Dead is great. Uh, Hawaii Five O. She's currently on Blind Spot, which is the show that the uh, Jamie Alexander that played Sif is in. And then she's apparently in an untitled Star Trek series, which I wonder if it's that Picard series. Who knows? There's so many at this point. I would say she's one of the bigger names that came out of this. Although I think the the biggest name is probably the guy who has the worst character in this episode. So next we have Barry, Barry Allen, The Flash, played by Kenny Johnson. Homeless Flash. Yeah. I was going to say... Uh, Barry, Tribi- Barry Tribbiani. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he is 1000% doing like, is like Joey, like especially like early seasons of Friends, like where he can't find a job. But he's like so Guido Goomba'd out. It's so weird. And oh my God. So I mean, he, he's done things. No, I was going to say, John Wesley Ship's performance as a Flash, you could, you could buy it. Like at the very least. I mean, he didn't. He didn't have like with every live live action incarnation of the Flash. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they never cast an actual blonde. Yeah, Ship is kind of like Gustin, where he has like that light brown hair. Yeah, and he's one of the. What's the only 
the only reason that John, the Wesley, the John Wesley ship flash series got canceled was budget or yeah, not it was, it was budget. Could, yeah, they couldn't. CBS couldn't afford to to air it anymore. Mm-hmm. So our next person on our list is plays Martin Walters, played by David Krumholtz, who's done like tons of stuff now. Um, I'm trying to look through his IMDb here. He's numbers. Been, Numbers, Mom, The Good Wife. He's been in a bunch of movies. Sausage Party, Hail Caesar. He's he's most recognizable for his role as Bernard the Elf, which yes. is in uh, the Santa Claus uh, series. Yeah, when he was younger, yeah. But he's done a bunch of stuff when he got older as well. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those roles that... I mean, I'm amazed at he, how how well he did, like he, how well he transitioned. Oh, he was also did, yeah, Harold and Kumar. Um, don't forget, he was in Serenity. And uh, yeah, can't stop signal. Mm-hmm. So he's been in a ton of stuff. He was in ER, Harold and Kumar. Yeah, so he that, he did like kind of the most out of this group. Um, probably next to one of the next couple of people. Person. So I only bring it up, even though she has a very big part in the show. But Cheryl, who's Guy Gardner's girlfriend, is the redhead in basically every '90s TV show. So she was in. Clueless the movie, Clueless TV show. She was hey, the, the Roxbury. Yeah, she was uh the one of the roommates for Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, which is really funny. And then the last person will be, oh no, the last two. So we have John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, played by David Ogden Sears, who's been around for forever. He's done a ton of stuff. He's super character actor, originally from Mash. We'll talk about him when we get to that character or when we go through the plot. And then Miguel Ferreira, who plays Dr. Eno slash the weatherman, who's also been like in a million things. But it's weird. The movie that pops in my head is that he's the bad guy in Blank Check. Um, but he's also in Robocop. He's in Yeah, he, he's Robocop's uh, father. Yeah, he's the character that in the remake, um, what's his name? Play Michael Keaton, right? Whoa, I did not. He plays the voice of uh, Deathstroke in Teen Titans, the current one, the Judas Contract animated movie. Does he? Yes. Did not know that. Uh, he's also in the MCU. He plays the vice president that we see in Iron Man 3. Uh, he does the voice of Vandal Savage in Young Justice. So I wonder if he... No, no, we talked about this on uh, when we were re- reviewing the episodes of Legion of, on Legion of Toon. Mm-hmm. He recorded, he must have recorded them, but he it was, must have had to have been like stuff they didn't air. Yeah, because he, did he... He passed away before se- the yeah, se- season came back. Yeah. Um... So he was in Desperate Housewife, The Protector, Ben 10, uh, just like tons and tons of stuff. He's been around forever. He was in the Bionic, the remake of Bionic Woman. Uh, oh, man, he was in the Jackie Chan Adventures. Miguel Ferrer? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, like... yeah, man, the, because it had J- Jackie Chan's involvement, I think. Oh, my God, this is hilarious. He, um, I love that show, by the way. He yeah, it's really good. His role as weather, he did the Weather Wizard and Aquaman in the Superman TV show, the cartoon. Wow. Yeah, Wait, so the he, uh, Superman the Anime Series? Yeah. Wow. That's what this is. Yep, the Superman Anime Series. So he was the voice of Aquaman, some character I don't know, and Weather Wizard, who had an episode, because that was the Flash episode, where they had the race. The Weather Wizard was the villain. So, yeah, he's been on a ton of stuff, Twin Peaks, um forever he was a big big not like he's a big character actor so i think that does it through our cast as i close out through all my windows so this movie pilot so this was supposed to be like a movie that rolled into a tv show and basically they try they tried to make friends with superpowers but an early office yeah so there's like when we start off the the show it is a like black box interview with ice about she, being, she's like i'm new like she's new to the to the just the, the, the league and, and then yeah like who is she talking to and why it's that whole weird like um i guess they like do they ever explain like i'm not like I, i'm outing myself as like i'm not a big office fan so like do they ever explain who they're talking to in that show or like oh yeah uh, they're actually being like it was a documentary about the paper company, but CBS was like very interested in their lives, so they just kept following them around. And like during like the last season, it airs on like TV, and like there's like a Q and A with like the people who work at the office with like their fans. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah, like they never really explain who they're talking to, so we get to see them. I think each person individually, and then a couple of them as like groups talking to camera. You know, it, it ironically, it, it didn't remind me of, of The Office, but the way the everything was shot. It reminded me more of the show, on G, or the show on, that used to be on G4 called Icons. 
but from like GeForce first year, like oh two to oh three, where it was just where like it it, it wasn't really it wasn't it was like it was it was it was great, but but some like the camera work and stuff, it, some things weren't in focus. It was it's it's odd. Yeah, this whole thing is odd. So we go from her, and we kind of that brings us into the Eno Meteorological Institute and our introduction to New Metro City. And then so they are getting attacked by a tornado. And then we get this weird off to the side, like they're watching a TV screen, like a TV that gets taken over by the weatherman, which looks like a dude wearing sunglasses and like a bandana over his head and then a different one over his mouth, which, wow, did they like not even attempt to put any money into that character? And then we cut to our first person, our first superhero, which is the Flash showing up and super speeding um to dissipate the tornado and then we get to see the other characters so fire i believe she leaves her what is she gonna she's doing an audition to be like kind of like a fruit of the looms fruit yeah and that's where we meet um oh my god what is the that's where we meet oh martin so david krumholtz's character guy gardner's on a date with his girlfriend and Ray Palmer is teaching a class in high school, which he gives. He says he he gets the beeper. No, or, or, I'm assuming. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. They're all they all have beepers. He gets the alert, and he just says he calls out random student who I'm assuming is a burnout. I I thought it was like I was like it looks like a high school class, but I guess it's college, and it's his TA is what I'm guessing. But his TA looked like he he was a hardcore stoner. Yeah, and he was sitting with the kids, like he wasn't like off to the side. So yeah, it's okay. I think, I think it was high school. Yeah, and he I, just basically yeah. called a student who was sleeping up to like teach the class, which yeah, is like super illegal. There's this there's a scene later on where uh Ice Cat uh she tra- she tracks down Ray Palmer and says there aren't that many high school uh science teachers named Ray Palmer. Oh my god. So he just leaves his students to another student? Yeah, <laughs> so he just abandons a room full of minors. He deputizes the student, who then says, "Class is canceled." Yeah, he's really fired from his job as a teacher. So um, the next thing, so after they save everything, we see them save people. Which, so do we want to talk about the special effects? I know this is '97. Oh, uh, but... I actually like the Green Lantern effects. Yeah, they were much better than the Green Lantern film. Yeah, they were the, the effects in like this was like a lot better, especially for the time. They weren't terrible. Like I don't know how to feel about the the shrinking. Like when whenever Adam shrinks, and then it is the worst green screen. But I guess that's the best they could do. But it's hilariously bad. Like him interacting with stuff, especially the limbo scene. Oh, like why? Why was that even happening? I don't know. It was it was, it was just really bad. I watched it. and I cringed. Um. <laughs> uh, I, as I mentioned to Lou, right before or before recording, as soon as I get, they got to about an hour in, I had to clock out because oh, long. This is like an hour and twenty minutes, so like it's a long movie show pilot thing. I had to literally stop watching it because it got to Martian Manhunter. Even though I love, I love the character, I first went to small to YouTube to watch a small book clip with Martian Manhunter and Clark during season six. And then I just decided, said, "Fuck it, I'm watching TOS." That's that's how bad Martian Manhunter is in this. And the thing is, thirteen times he he has the least screen time out of any of the leaguers. Oh yeah, because he's basically which when we get to it, like I he's so weird to be in this. Yeah, because like you, it's they're, they're building up to his arrival. Like you, you see at first you. We you assume it's him because they're talking to someone. There's they're they're communicating communicating with TV, and they're like, I hate when he does it. When he does it, when he just when he does that. Then you see a green hand when he's disguised as Doctor Eno. Oh yeah. Well, when we get to that part, like that is like I don't even understand like what is supposed to be going on. Again, that's part I had to clock out at because I just couldn't do it. It just it broke me. Yeah, I completely understand that. So. Uh, so after the heroes save the day, they go into an alley and change. Like Green Lantern removes his clothes and changes, as does Fire and the Flash and the Atom. Like, I don't understand like this changing scene. Like they literally walk away with like their clothes, and they even reference the fact that Fire has like the eye makeup still on her face. 
So I guess she puts that on before she goes to fight crime. Like it's like a <laughs> it's like a weird like self referential like meta thing showing that like because they do that like you know we've seen the whole first season or first two seasons of Arrow he has like the the eye paint on or whatever it's like okay so like he you can do it but like you don't really have to point out that it's like there kind of a thing it's really just weird but like green lantern specifically i was like why are we seeing him change like it should be just like made from the ring it's like very easy to just write that off but they don't they specifically show them like stuffing bags with their clothes it was just super weird so from here we go to like oh i think is this where barry brings up the fact that like he got kicked out of his apartment and is like kind of like hinting at, oh, can I like live with any of you guys? And then I'll just kind of like leave. And this is also so guy ditched his girlfriend, so she's pissed. Well, no, the whole thing, the flash, we see him, his landlord throwing his apartment. We see the oh yes, you're right. The breakup, the, what would be the breakup scene where where the ex is just like finds out he cheated on her and she's throwing his clothes out, but it's actually just the landlord instead. Yeah, it's like that's yeah, it's a weird scene. So this is where we get our like Joey Tribbiani like introduction where he's just like this bum that no one wants to deal with. And so I think the next time we the next thing we see is so Fire goes back and like this everybody's gone, but she meets Krumholtz again and he's like, Oh, kind of says how much he's like into her, like he thinks that she's talented. And I guess he's supposed to be like in like college-ish, right? No, he gets an she- allowance still, right? So how old is his character supposed to be? 22. And he gets an allowance still. He, I don't get his character at all. Because it's like weird. She, he's old enough. He, he I don't know. He's, I guess he's supposed, he's supposed to be what people think comic book fans were at the time. I guess. Because he's like fanboying out on her. But she's like sort of entertaining the idea of him. And he's sort of stalkerish. Yeah, but he's like kind of sweet, I guess. And then, um, I mean, certain parts where, where they they try to establish character. I think I just tried to think he's lying about it because oh, yeah. she, she's I, like, "How old are you?" And he says, "22." Yeah, I think, he's... and she she just looks so like she wants to just get like get out of the situation. Okay, so try like so. The next thing we go to is we see Tori um, Ice going and looking at stuff and this is where like she goes to enter her lab and the guy's like oh like can't be too secure and she's like okay that's weird and then he's like oh did you talk to the guy like talk to Eno?" and she's like no i didn't talk to him but this thing come up because i think doesn't Eno offer her like to like take like a lead role at the place yeah um so then she goes in the room she's playing with ping pong balls no no she did like i don't there's some sort of balls for something like yeah Sort of like uh, I'm not guess I'm I'm not straight up saying it's a meth lab. It's yeah level it, of amateurish stuff. Yeah, she, it, she it's like a lab within like in a back room of this meteorological building. It's weird, but one of the balls falls and she like clumsily bumps into a machine and it moves to reveal a hidden compartment with a stainless about a um. It's like an attaché, like yeah like case that and she opens it and it's like oh what is this it's all electronic spills a glass of water on it so instead of it just like fizzing out and breaking it zaps her and thus she now has ice powers because <laughs> reasons which is she's kind of i'm trying to think data like so oh yeah we do get adams we also get adam we get her and adam's origin stories in this which are both super goddamn weird so she leaves there. She's like all weirded out. Uh, some dude, I can't remember how he ends up like falling into like a lake or a pond or something. And he's drowning. And then she goes to save him and the water turns to ice. And you'd think that it would freeze him too because he's in it. But no, he's just like, oh, it just froze around me. She's, he's even... like, and he too is also a very, he looks like a stoner. Oh, yes. So basically we cut to the JLA and they think that she's the weatherman. So they black bag abduct her, like, <laughs> and bring her to their base. I have issues with the base. They they don't oh. actually. No, no. They just they they go out. They go to see. They they see her on the news, or they see stuff on the news. They think it's the weatherman, and I'm not sure if it was before or after, but or they just get they get a lead. They go to where she works for her place of employment, and that's where we get the. The uh, Adam 
Okay, I could. I thought it went the other way around, but no. Yeah, I, I'm not sure which happened. But yeah, at some point they go to like a party at like because it's Eno is having a party because a congressman is supposed to go there, and he's, then he's supposed to get funding. Yes. So yeah, he's supposed to get funding. The congress the congressman doesn't show. Um, the they, the they guy sn- the other the guy who's who's supposed to be associated with the congressman basically yeah. tries to. Or isn't it Is He just gives a, he just like, I'm here for the party, whatever. You're doing, I'm sure you're doing good work. Yeah. I'm probably also, drunk. They get in because fire's hot and that's how she gets in. And then Green Lantern steals the badge from the person in front of him with his ring. He, yeah, that, that I liked. And then Barry's just like, he just, uh, he just abuses his powers. <laughs> and he just like goes, he goes inside. It's like, okay. And then, that's like the one thing on on the Flash right now that they never do because it's it I mean, I'm, I'm like in the in this in the the chat the chat we're recording the, this on I put I'm looking at the, the picture of uh, the Flash year one which is the whole damn it Barry and it's just yeah Barry Allen steps in to be a dumbass yeah but this this Barry Allen is like beyond but yeah they're inside he asks like a waiter he, if they're hiring. He, <laughs> Um, he is uh, what he is the simple jack of all the Barry ranks. Oh yes, of all Barry oh, Allen's. I can't remember when, but when he's like the postal worker, and he's like, "Oh man, you got here late. You're not gonna be able to do your thing." And then and, he's like, yeah, oh, no, yeah, and, they, and they all form immunity against him. Yeah, which basically is like what they're implying is that he uses his powers for everything and basically pisses people, pisses off like his level of employees because he does everything super fast. Oh um, man, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna read something that very close to this when we're doing uh when we get to the, the introduction of Flash on Smallville because it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a similar type of thing, but even though it's not Barry. Um, so at this party, Guy Gardner's girlfriend is there with another dude. It's like super awkward. So fire kind saves of like him. saves him, and then this is Wrong also I think where we we kind of learned that they had a thing for a minute, like him and fire. So while this is going on, um, the atom gets snuck in in like somebody's pocket or briefcase. So he goes in, Tori is like looking at, um, he goes in, he breaks into the places where we get like the little, the dumb limbo scene. Guy is supposed to be watching the door, which he obviously leaves because he's... He sees the generic redhead. Yes. Um, so while Adam is in there, not in his Adam suit, this is when Tori shows up and is like, wait, who are you? And he's like, oh, like, I'm not what you think. Like, I'm undercover. Like, my name's Ray Palmer. Um, uh, we think that somebody here is working with the weatherman. Something or something like that. So I, I think this happens after they kidnap her. I don't, it doesn't really matter. So they basically leave. He gets out and well, no. Or what happens is she she trips the alarm by just walking in, walking in, and he like shrinks, shrinks down. The security comes in, and we just while they're while they're thinking or they assume everything is well. We then see while they're still in the room. By the way, he shrinks back up and leaves like walks right around them no no he is literally right behind them yeah and he like walks out the door and, and like quietly closes it when she's talking to dr eno later on the glasses when she's like kind of nervous the glasses behind her freeze and he notices and i think it's this is the next thing where like the next day um we're at bear we're at guy and uh palmer's apartment and he knows like, every show in the 90s is gigantic yeah where how what? Oh well, well actually, it, it this can be. I actually don't mind this scene. Like, I think this is one of the better scenes in the movie. So we can. Uh, it's it makes sense because Guy is a, again borrowing from hell. He's the salesman mm-hmm. in his off time, which we never see because he's either with the generic redhead trying to win her back, even though they were never really a thing, mm-hmm. and the stuff in the apartment. Yes, he like comes in and the apartment's completely clean. And he's like, Oh, what'd you do, Ray? And he's like, I didn't do anything. It was Barry. He's like, Oh, why did Barry? Oh, you didn't. God damn it, Ray. Yeah. And basically, Barry cleaned the entire apartment. And then they walk into the other room and he's made like a gigantic breakfast for them. And he ends up, our first guy gets mad that Barry did all his crossword puzzles. Yeah, he like alphabet, he like uh, organized all his newspapers. And then, like, he's like, oh, awesome, thank you for making breakfast, but you're doing the dishes. And then Barry eats, like, half the food, which is another thing where I don't mind it. It's part, it's part of, it's, he mentions his metabolism. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is when Fire comes in, and she, like, tells them about David, and then they go to, like, do stuff on the TV. 
and it doesn't work and they have to they try to fix it by forcing Ray to crawl inside the TV which another bad green screen moment but they don't unplug it so he gets electrocuted and they call the repairman who fixes it with a chewing gum chewed up. yeah chewed up berries, like, chewed this up is gum. the the Hail what is it the hell mary and just chews up some gum and sticks it on the wire yeah. and then no, no, he, some... i think i think he calls it the miracle Miracle worker, something like that, and yeah. then and then we got Barry asking him, "Hey, you guys hiring?" Yeah, <laughs> bro, 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 bro. So then he leaves, and this is where we get them. The I think this is the first like introduction of John Jones. So like when he's talking to them through the TV. Yeah, and, and uh, as I mentioned, they say they one of them says, "I hate when he does this," or yeah. "Hey, when he does this, he talks like that, talks to us like this." Yeah, so basically, he's kind of like their Zordon. <laughs> that that's like the first thing that popped in my head it's like oh he doesn't actually do anything he just like rangers i have a mission for you like he's their zordon the reasoning for like him being on earth in that movie was just ridiculous i what did they i don't even remember what they oh he, the, he was like political freedom or something he was like yeah like I don't, there's no freedom on mars so i'm coming to earth to defend that freedom Oh my god! So it's like kind of like weird Superman stuff in there with like the truth, justice, and American way. They say so, that, but like, oh, I thought I thought you were going to go with um, young young justice abridged uh, Superman. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> um, so I believe this is when we get him going and transforming and going to the place. And Tori's basically like, yeah, I think it's the the other guy. I don't remember what his name is. I think it's, he's not like, memorable. Yeah, like he's been acting weird and he's wanting to talk to the guy. And yeah, Barry run. Uh, he, he he's because there is credibility to or towards the theory that he could be the weatherman because yeah, yeah. he's acting he's acting weird in the beginning. He's talking to Doctor Eno about like some project that he's working on. He is like secretive of like that lab. There's just a lot of stuff. And, and then so he comes, he does come up and it's like, oh, like, you're going to let me introduce this thing. Oh, that's what it was. This is before the party. He says like, oh, you're going to let me introduce the thing at the party. And he's like, yeah, yeah. Because at the party, you know, it's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, this is just a, a, a I mean, it ends up being coming in, coming into use later. But they're very flash or very gets into his bed, his bed costume runs over to where he, 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 he tells the scientist or the meteorologist and he t- c- commands him to basically commands him to open the box and it's nothing just it's simply just a meteorological meteorological it's a weather device yeah he's to like, act oh, for precision or per- precise like prediction yep so i believe so then this is so when eno's leaving we see that's john joe's because his hands to turn green but he he says something later on where it's like oh i can only hold a human form for so long yeah, this, this comes back later because whenever like BB goes back and oh she gets a call from her agent or Fire gets a call from her agent and she meets him. It's like oh there's this big guy he's talking about being you so it takes he takes her out to lunch and then she goes to meet and it's um, David Crumholtz's character and he's like oh, oh like can I, can I please bring up what I meant what I the story yeah uh, behind okay so Ryan I'm sure you saw this or heard the this part or it was a throwaway line where where the agent or the assistant secretary of the agent says you have a call on line one from les Mo- leslie Mouvez. he is the he was responsible for cancel the cancellation of star trek enterprise back in like 05 <laughs> i didn't he, put those two together he is responsible ironically for the birth of star trek discovery and he basically he got fired he he, he got, got me too yeah he got me too to death yep um yeah, I didn't even pick up on it until you told me about it. I was like, oh, that's funny. That I was like, and this was like right before, this was before he came, or before he rose to like be the head of CBS. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she goes and it's David Krumholtz and she's like, oh man, like this is all a lie. And then he blah, 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 blah. And he gives her a pair of earrings and he's like, oh, I saved up like my allowance to like give him, and they're seashell earrings. And then she gets like a beeper thing, and she has to leave. Well, there's some other stuff. He mentions the fact he he says that he was an army brat. Yeah, he, there's like a he, bunch of stuff. He predicts that, that certain a bunch of stuff about her, which can be I I don't believe for a second. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that they were setting him up to be something down the line, because like it makes no sense why he's just like shoehorned in as this character. Yeah, be, like because it makes I, no sense to the plot. Like it is such she, a. The non the non J, J Justice League related beep, beeper thing she gets is 
you didn't you never called from and it's a, the, and it's Kromos's character his name mm-hmm. and then we get a, a a whole thing about like backstory about fire and guy uh, and guy dating yes yeah and how the problem like they they can never agree on anything and and they had to literally pr- prove it by having some Ray say like which hey, hey which tie do you think I should go with they each point to and he's holding up two, two ties they point to like the, the opposite, opposite ones yeah yeah um so she leaves at this at some point it's like this is uh, the plot here they're like the story is like all over the place so I know we're jumping around a bit but so she leaves that um at some point or another, I, like when you were talking about it, is when like she's like, "Oh, what would you do?" Like, "Oh, he uh, guy Gardner gets the package back, and it's the bunny that he sent her, the girlfriend with the head cut off, which was pretty funny, yeah, to see." And then I can't remember what causes it, but um, Ice goes and she's like, she goes to like find the thing after the Justice League talked to her, and she can't find it. And then she's like, oh, wait, the roof. And then that's when she walks up and she sees, you know, is the weather man. And he does his whole, like, I saw what you did to the glass. The glass is like, you know, the Darth Vader to Luke Skywalker. We could rule the universe together type thing. And she I thought, says, if I'm not mistaken, at first she just, she walks in and, or she can hear, there's a weatherman attack or video. I don't know how he lied. Playing, playing on a TV. And she can hear the back, she, she can, she can hear some, something. Or she I hears she, it. Yeah, I think she thinks it's going to be the guy because she doesn't know it's not him yet. Yeah, and she goes in. She yeah, it's the thing is not in the labs. So she's like, "Where is it?" And she's like, "Oh, he would need like a satellite dish." And she's like, "Oh, there's a satellite on the roof." Yeah, she goes in. She and sees him. Turns out he's he's using a green screen. Which the way he's using the green screen and the yeah, it makes like no sense. He has like a mounted thing on his chest. With the camera pointing at him, like how you would do like a Spike Lee shot where like your camera is following and pointed at someone's face as they're running. But then he's not wearing any of the weatherman garb. The tinfoil. So it's like, yeah, it's like superimposed on his face somehow in the video. Makes no sense. Yeah. So he gives her the whole speech. She says no and like runs away. And then he goes to open the door, but she like freezes the door and he like it hurts her. And then I'm trying to think because everything like bounces around. She goes home. No, I think she just runs away from him. And then she goes to his, she goes home and he shows up there and like does the speech to her at her house. And then she like blasts him with the ice to make him go away and like runs. And I think this is when like the Justice League people like come and get her. Well, there's, there's a bit of them, like the league interacting with her sort of like on and off. Like, yeah, this is like it's so it's so bad that it's like so forgettable. Like a lot of the things, because I know like when B- then, when Fire left Crumholds, like she went to there was like hail coming down and people were getting yeah okay they had because that's when the hail starts coming down is when Guy like ditches his girlfriend again after like finding her and then shows back up as Green Lantern and does like an umbrella to protect her. And she's and like, oh my! Up. Yeah, fire flies up in the sky and melts it into rain. And so I don't remember what the Ryan, do you even remember what, how do they get her and bring her and make her like bring her to their base, which we'll talk about the base. Well, uh, I don't remember. The, like, the way I remember it was like, she goes to uh, Ray Palmer's house and he's like, I work with, uh, what was it? The police. Oh yes. You're right. Yeah. This is the line where you're talking about before. Like, uh, I think Alan was saying before, like, Oh, there's not many Ray Palmer's who are teachers. Yeah, she's like, I found you because uh, there's not many Palmer's as teachers, but I need your help. I believe like my boss is the weatherman, and I, I need your help. And he's like, Yeah, I work with uh, what is it, the police? And then he yeah. like, as soon as he tells her to leave, he's like, I knew she'd be on our side. Mm-hmm. And then there's just a very great thing because it's just it's just so badly written, where she's they're at, they're interacting at a at the party right like when but right before the he does the the uh. The, he shrinks down and goes into the, like accesses the files. They're hitting it off. They're sort of hitting it off. And she mentions stuff about trust and not knowing, like people having dual, like, like dual identities and stuff. Yeah, and it's just he's it's, like, oh, he thinks she's talking about him, but it's not. No, no. I mean, they're, she's like she's not against. She doesn't like it. And this is right before he he reveals that he, this is before they reveal everything. So. They're setting. They're also well. He is. He has good intentions. They're setting him up as sort of a hypocrite. 
So yeah, but then they have they actually do the thing where they haven't explained anything. Yeah. So however they get her into the base, which when we see the base, oh boy. So it's it looked like is it a spaceship underneath the their like ocean? It was like uh there was somehow an elevator underneath like the Brooklyn Bridge that leads to like a hundred what is it, a thousand feet deep underneath the water of a submarine slash spaceship. Yeah, because yeah. there, there are lights very much like on the Enterprise. It's it's weird because it's not it doesn't look anything it, like it looks it's uh, it yeah, looks right. like, like it a looks, submarine. And it also it looks part submarine, part alien. Yeah, it's weird looking, and yeah, it like has like, a magic. World. Yeah, it has a magic elevator that goes up a thousand feet and enters in like the, like a doorway that's part of like a, an overpass or like the very beginning of a bridge. And they go down there, and basically they introduce themselves. This is when we get our first full body shot of Barsha Manhunter and all of his gut glory. <laughs> well, at first it's Miguel Ferrer's or it's Eno or him shapeshifting as yes, you know, and. Saying, he, oh, that's why that's, he was acting all weird. Yeah, and he explains it. That's he explains himself, and he says he's the leader, even though he doesn't do anything. Yes, again, he's the leader like Zordon. Yeah. Um, and then this is where we get like our montage. Or no, then they're like, oh, we all got like our powers in a weird way. We didn't know what to use them. I think Fire says something like, yeah, until she met him, like he came there and found them, and Fire's like, yeah, like if he didn't help me, I don't know what I would have done. Like I would have lit everything on fire. I think Guy Garner says, like, yep, got a ring from, like, interdimensional, like, space film. And Adam says, like, I interacted with, like, some item that gave me radiation. And It was, like, I think it was, like, a mineral. Like, a, some kind of, because, uh, when they're, yeah. like, talk when he's talking to Ice, he's like, I was about, I was around these rocks, and some weird rock gave me the power to shrink. Yeah, and then, does Barry say he got hit by lightning? Yeah, he said he got hit by a science experiment. Yeah, except that he's, like, the dumbest human being ever, so I don't understand how that happened. So, um, at some point during all this is when Krumholtz sees, so, like, he goes to get a milkshake, and then he sees Fire wearing the earrings. I think it's when they save the hail thing, and he's like, oh, my God, she's Fire, that's the whole thing, and then he... No, this one was, uh, I think it was the mudslide. Was the mudslide? uh, Yeah, they're, like, on the hill, and, like, the news reporter comes up to interview her, and she's still wearing the earrings. Okay, and because is that at the end end, or is that... It's more like halfway through. Yeah, and so then they come up with the plan, which isn't everything. So she's talking to him, and then Marsha Manhunter shows up as fire. And then, yeah, we do get, like, when they're talking to Ice in the thing, Adam, like, we actually get to see his origin, which he's, like, hiking, doing archaeological stuff. He's collecting rocks. And finds, he's like, this rock called to me, and it's, like, a clear rock that you would get at, like, a stone store in like a mall or if you were really into crystals and then it gives him radiation that makes him shrink. <laughs> so we get that. And basically we got a montage of, uh, ice trying to use her powers. Everybody in parkas because they're freezing because she can't freeze a drop of water, even though she's making the entire place super, super cold. And then I'm trying to think, is this, yeah. So then weatherman does a thing that they're going to do a tidal wave. And they're basically like, yeah, you can't, um, Oh, he then he also hits the, the their base with a heat ray. It, I don't understand the random laser beam attack. Like, <laughs> yeah. I understand like how he finds it because like the weather machine was like I was actually like a beacon. But like, where did the weatherman get like a giant space laser? Yeah, yeah, because she brought it to them. Yeah, so then they're like, "Oh, what are we gonna do?" And then Marsha Manhurst is like, "Don't worry about me. I can survive. Like my home. Like this is like a beach day, and like oh, for my home planet. And this is the callback to the miracle worker where the Adam uses the gum to fix the elevator, so they can take their elevator up. But then they ditch uh, after they get up. They ditch Ice, and even though she's like, oh, "I want to help," and they're like, "Oh, you can't really do anything." And then so Barry Allen's running around. He saves a bunch of kids. Uh, can't, what and, does and ask, do? And when, when after he saves the kids, he's asked, "Are there any substitute teachers?" Spots? Yes. I need. I need money. I can't remember what is. I don't remember. I'm joking. Lantern or I mean, fire day. Uh, Green Lantern flies off to find the weatherman, and then Fire tries to stop the tidal wave. Yeah. Yes, because Green Lantern has the thing, and he finds him, and he's like, "He flies." I was very angry about how the Green Lantern flies. He basically Inspector Gadget, a little helicopter went. Um, oh yes, propeller right. out of his ring, and it was so ridiculous. Yeah, and then he lands, and the, <laughs> and the weatherman's <laughs> like, "Oh, you want to like you want to stop this stuff?" And just he's like, "Okay, I want give me this." Okay, and then just throws it. 
the side. It's like, dude, like, why are you going to let the villain just, like, he literally just, like, chucks it over the thing and breaks. It's like, oh, no, you can't stop anything. It's just like, wow, you really do suck. And then Green Lantern just flies away and leaves him there. Then he, like, does he, like, calm them? Like, they have some sort of calm, I believe, or something. And he's just like, yeah, we can't stop it. And they don't know what to do. And then, yeah, Ice runs up to it and freezes the tidal wave. And it starts to snow. And then she gets offered to be a member. And then Fire gives her her costume. No, no, she, right before, while this is happening, there there's the... Uh... The interviews and they're, they they oh, mentioned they mentioned stuff like that. She they mentioned during apparently this is both a sequel like a prequel. It's like they're the interviews are them kind of talking about what what like the, superheroes, but specifically with Ice, it's like her becoming a member of the team. Yeah, like by the time by the time she, like they offer her a spot on the team, hell, hell, by the time they introduce her to Martian Manhunter, she's already talking about being like. Yeah, well, even though, though even when Palmer the show starts off, it says, like, Tor- whatever, Tori Ofstadter slash Ice, like, on the thing. So, like, you know that she's going to be, like, a hero. And they allude to her and Ray Palmer dating. Yeah, oh, yeah, that is, I think that's the worst part is when she's like, oh, you're, like, such, like, but you're such a nice guy. And you see him, like, mouthing it. And it's just, like, everything where she's trying to, like, give him encouragement is just, like, oh, he's just such a dweeb. And it's just so bad. Like, it just comes off so terrible. So, like, douche chilly. They made a, uh, they made a joke about, they made, like, the, I forgot where this, where the whole, the joke originated. But it's the whole thing. It's that thing about that thing that you you get told, get joked about, or that thing you got joked about when like two teenagers who kiss and have braces. The fear of getting the braces like getting locked in locked together, and she says something like, like that happened, but with ice. So like she kisses a guy, or presume yeah, oh yeah, she we're, says we're he- guessing it, or we're everyone is like we're assuming it's Palmer, right. and but she doesn't say it is, which is weird. Yeah, she says that she has to like calm down in order for it to like to melt. Yeah, and it's... I I forget I'm forgetting which. I mean, I was, I was either Fire Ice appeared did appear on, in Just the Unlimited. Um, I think Ice did. No, Fire and Ice did. It was during uh, when Amazo was coming back to Earth for Lex. There oh no, go. I'm talking about the stuff with Bear. Uh, Wally had a crush on one of them. It was Fire. Yeah, well, because what's weird is Ice and Guy Gardner had, like, a thing in the comics for a really long time. Yeah, and this is basically the JLI. Yes. I don't know. It's, everything is just so weird. So, just, like, it basically ends, and she gets her costume. We get the clip that everyone's seen with them walking in step with each other. And then the last thing is, like, the weatherman, like, kind of implying he's going to figure out how to escape from prison. So uh, the we really didn't cover a lot of the stuff with them talking to camera, but like mostly because I felt like it was just like terrible. Like all that stuff to camera is just like weird. And if you cut all of it out, this would be like a forty-five minute like episode of like TV show. Like I don't understand why they did that. It's such like a drag on the plot, like on the story. Maybe they were like trying to like add that comedic flair, like The Office does with the interviews. Well, yeah, and this is like decade, like decade before The Office. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this was made for, I believe this, yeah, it was made for CBS. It never aired in the U.S. It aired overseas. Um, it was supposed to be basically a TV movie that would kick, that was working as a pilot for a TV show, um, and then it just obviously was terrible and never worked. So there's just like so much weirdness of it, but like, yeah, this is around the same time as Batman and Robin. Okay, so, I I found the uh, the reception on the wiki page for it. Mm-hmm. Can I? Uh, it's it's very short. Oh, and actually, the Mark Wade thing. Yeah, any minutes <laughs> of my life will never get back. Oh God, I can put it. It is. I would say like I am glad I watched it because it was enjoyably terrible. Like compared to I'm trying to think what. I would say compared to like the Wonder Woman pilot, even though they were shorter, that was way more boring. Like this was like so this was a perfect like this is so terrible that it was entertaining. Like I kept being like, why is any of this happening? This is like anytime Barry Allen opened his mouth, I was just like, who thought this was a good idea? Like who thought any of this was good? The thing I ironically liked was the music. Oh, yeah. The score and like everything is pretty good. Yeah, I think it the was. Team is also interesting. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing this team. It just and ironically, 
And it's something that ties in that will tie into Smallville and other CW shows filmed in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yes, well, because everything's cheaper in Canada. And I actually want to say, like, the only person who, like, casting-wise, who I did not like was the guy that played Barry Allen. I don't like how they made, like, their Green Lantern is, like, such a weird amalgam. Because he has, like, the he's personality. He's basically just of, Guy and Hell. Yeah, and but except he, he, yeah, and look, yeah, he has Guy's vest. He's called Guy, but he acts like Hal. But then he has, like, Kyle's mask and, like... Origin. Like, Origin and, like, gauntlets. No, not the Origin, because in the apartment, there's apparently a picture of, like, of Guy by a fighter jet. Wait, what? Yeah. It's in, like, one of the trivia things. You're looking at IMDb. Next to the phone in the apart in Green Ad- Green Lantern Adams apartment, there's a framed picture of an Air Force jet. So I guess it's implying that Guy was a pilot before he was a software salesman, which I don't even understand the whole thing of them having jobs. Like, okay, yeah, like it says on the wiki, the com- like one of the common complaint- common complaints that the members deviated heavily from their source characters. Yeah, I would say like Fire probably is like the least. I actually want to click because in my memory, Ice is like a she's literally like a magical character. I think, yeah, she is. She's like a magic ice princess, and then Fire. Fire was actually like well done. Like she was in the in the in the in the movie, she was like an actress. Mo- uh, yeah, that's just about it. She's more of like a model, and like the actual her actual like story, and she was Brazilian, and her look was actually very similar. Yeah, I think this was like I don't mind her. I don't mind the girl, the woman that plays Ice. I don't mind the guy that plays Guy Gardner if he was playing Hal Jordan. Like I think he would have played that great. Luke, I should like the guy watch, that. Did you watch the video I sent you when I realized who who like the actor playing Guy was? Oh, I don't remember. I might have watched it. I mean, he was some Band of Brothers. It was it. It shows how good he can be when he, giving good when like when giving good material. Yeah, well, I think he's kind of, like I actually think that he's not bad in this character. It's just that it's not that like it's Hal Jordan, but like it's just who cares about all this other stuff. And then the Adam, I think the guy was actually great. I actually really liked him as Ray Palmer. That the costume is just horrendous. I actually don't know if his or the Flash's costume is worse. Is the Flash is wearing straight up spandex, except that they put like these weird. His like, helmet thing is so weird. Like, I don't know how else to... Because he has the lightning bolts on the side, but then his, like, mask over his eyes is, like, hard, and then, like, goes up and over his head in, like, a separate piece than the rest of the cowl. And yeah, like, I don't know, like, because I don't... Like, of the costumes, I think that his is the worst, because, like, I kind of forgive that Adams is at least trying to be what the comic book is. It just looks so cheap. It's probably the main problem of the show, this thing, is that they put, like, no money into it. Now, did you guys have any specific thoughts um, overall on anything? Um, uh, they could have chose, like, a better, t- like, l- team-up. Like, out of all of the characters, they could have choose, like, more recognizable characters than Fire than Fire Nice. Like, not many people know who they are. Here's the thing. I think that, I don't think, they obviously, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the Trinity... Were probably harder. It was. It would have been. I think it would have been easier to get Wonder Woman because there were they weren't doing anything with that. And Batman was in was in limbo after Batman and Robin. Yeah, there's a whole Superman Reborn story, like that whole yeah. fiasco. Yeah, but well, Batman and Robin killed three franchises because they were supposed to spin off. It was supposed to be a fifth Batman, a Nightwing, and yeah, the Superman Reborn, and I'll connect all of that. And. Like it even says that the, apparently the, the weatherman is an actual. It turns out maybe an he's an actual character, or he, it's take it's take on Weather Wizard, but yeah. it's, it's it is based it's on the Just League International, or as they're now known, or this is as has been reprinted, formerly known as Justice League or something. Yeah, there was like the it's kind of the old the late nineties, early two thousands JLI. The team no, that no. was like with Booster Gold and such. This they should have what... had like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle instead of Fire and Ice. Uh, but then, like, I don't mind Fire and Ice. Beetle, like, it would have been basically a swap out for Adam. But Booster Gold would have been a better thing to put in there than Greenland instead of Guy. Yeah, yeah, because he could have done exactly the same thing. Well, I mean, there are certain things that don't line up. Like certain characters, I can see being in the same. 
in a similar in like the same story, like Flash and Adam, and Guy to some extent. But and, and also Martian Manhunter because they were all around the same time. Yeah, I see. To me, like Manhunter is like the one that's like the most out of left field here. Like I don't understand why he's there. I guess the like kind because they kind of like have him be like this big reveal, and he is basically. I joked before, but like he is literally like their Zordon. Like I don't know how else like describe him as because his one act like he like helps fire trick the kid, and then he impersonates the doctor, like Doctor Eno. Like that's all he does. And then he sits there and talks to them through their TV. Like, I guess he's like their, because he's not even like Superman, like analog. He's this like other, like a mentor figure to them. Well, which is weird. I'm going to pull some, uh, a line from Blackest Night, which is again, ironic because we were talking about Blackest Night last week mm-hmm. uh, off, on and now comics. It's Barry and Hal. I think they, they, they drop a building on on Black Lantern, uh, Jean, and he lifts it up, throws it at them, and says, "Have you guys forgotten I'm as strong as Superman?" Yeah, he's like he's a, like a little less strong as Superman. He has laser eyes, but he can also phase, and he's psychic. So yeah, like I don't, I, I don't know. There's this like this kind of reeks of like it's like a network trying to do something with the rights that they have to characters. But at the same time, like, it is kind of an interesting out-of-left-field take. Like, doing this weird, like, friends-slash-interview thing. Friends with zero powers? Yeah, but then there's, like, the whole, like, the interview thing is, it's different. But it's, like, all the things that they went different on are just not good. It's, like, they're, like, oh, let's do something new and different. And they made every wrong choice possible. And then I did see on here that they brought in Louis Teague to, like, try to fix some stuff. And he's just, like, no, I can't fix anything and don't put my name on it. Why does that name not sound familiar? Um, because he's directed like a ton of amazing things. He directed Cujo. He directed uh, Cat's Eye, which is a Stephen King thing. Jewel of the Nile. Uh, I'm looking through his IMDb now. Um, oh my god! He directed Barnab- like some episodes of Barnaby Jones, Cujo, Cat's Eye, Jewel of the Nile. Um, the director, mm-hmm. uh, the the guy who ended up directing this, he ended up doing like a lot of. Like one one off episodes of TV shows like Dollhouse, uh, no, Joss, Joss Whedon's show. He did that. He did. Uh, he did two episodes of Battlestar, like the the reboot. Oh, the Sci Fi Channel one. Yeah, he actually his first credit was Lois and Clark back oh, really? in back in ninety four, and the last thing he did was an episode of The Good Fight. So he's still active. But yeah, he hasn't. The closest he got, he, the closest he got going back to like this sort of premise or type of series was the Tomorrow People with uh, Peyton List, uh, Robbie Amell on CW. Okay, I mean, like he, I'm, and like the one of the two, the one of the two writers for the film, uh, David Hasselton. He worked. He did a long run on House and the animated features Over the Hedge and Brother Bear. Okay, I'm looking out because uh, we you brought up or was brought up like the music and stuff. So John Demme, yeah, he's done like a bunch of like good stuff. Um, Hocus Pocus, The Town Santa Forgot, um, House Guest, which I guess is the one. Yes, yeah, on the Sinbad movie, he did Doctor Who, Sudden Death. Which is the Jean Claude Van Damme movie, The Relic, Liar Liar, I know what you did last summer, Pauly, <laughs> the John Taylor Thomas I'll Be Home for Christmas, My Favorite Martian, Inspector Gadget. Um He also did he did an episode he did one off episode of the last season of TNG. No really. Yeah, it's it showed that he did a bunch like He did deep, two episodes of Deep Space Nine in the begin or in the first season. And he did like he's done. He's always done a bunch of Disney stuff because his dad worked for Disney. So he's done Spy Kids, Cats and Dogs, Princess Diaries, Jimmy Neutron, Snow Dog, Scorpion King, the, the Disney Family Album, mm-hmm. and Welcome to Pooh Corner. Which <laughs> yeah. oh, he did Bruce Almighty, Malibu's Most Wanted, Elf, Welcome to Mooseport. The big one is he did Passion of the Christ, the which he, he was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, he actually did the Men NFL nineteen soundtrack. Oh, oh, he did Sin- the score. Sin City. Oh wow. my god. 
It's like he's done like a bunch of uh Yeah, his <laughs> he did, his latest uh, he did that Venom movie that Connor that they did on um a movie dumpster. He actually is responsible for the theme for or he co created the theme the the now iconic theme for the Orville. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah. He did work on Iron Man and Iron Man Two. And his his most recent credit was the Dora the Explorer movie. Oh, really? Actually, the one. new one that's coming out? That actually doesn't look bad. He uh, co he co did it with uh, Jermaine Franco. And he did the SpongeBob movie, Jungle Book. He works with Favreau a lot. Like, yeah, like Disney. That was his fourth uh, collab with with him. Yeah, so like he like that is why the music is really good is because the, the music someone... is better, much better than it it it, it deserves to oh, be. Uh, yeah, he did the theme for Santa Clarita Diet, Young Sheldon. Um, the Hatfields and McCoy, which was the History Channel like show they did, yeah, he's done like a crazy ton of stuff. Which yeah, like that's uh, why the music is the best thing in the, the whole show. There's a Flash, uh, there's a Flash like CW Flash uh, Association. He did Yogi Bear. Oh God! Which had the Ranger played by uh, what's his face? Oh, um, it's what's his name, right? It's uh Wells. Wells, yeah. Oh man, Tom Cavanaugh. Yeah. Oh wow. All right. Apparently, I'm not allowed to talk about that in the fan zone chat anymore. <laughs> oh, they, they had no idea what it was. What the Yogi Bear thing? They had totally, completely forgotten it. Oh, didn't they do two of those? With Dan Aykroyd was the voice. Yeah. Oh god. Um, I don't know. I always think of him besides Flash as the older brother from Scrubs. Yeah. All right. So I think we've covered everything we've can. Um, we've actually. I think we've spent more time talking about. <laughs> we would spend more time talking about what the the actors and stuff and produ- and writers yeah. and stuff had had did later what did either before or after more than talking about the actual. It's yeah, the movie I mean, is terrible. that 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 just screams how like the or it screams just says someone just says so much about the quality of it. Yeah, like I would say my recommendation is I think it's something you can watch for how terrible it is, but just skip around and just look at costumes and acting. Like you don't need to watch it for any sort of story. Just watch it for like what the fuck was going on with this thing. And uh, that is what how I would recommend it. But you can get it for free <laughs> online. Because it's the only way you can find it. <laughs> yeah. It, it it's I found it Lou Lou basically shared where, where told me where I could find it. Yeah, it's the exact same way we watched the Wonder Woman pilot. It's like it's one of those things where they don't want anybody to see this thing, but it's the internet. So, um, yeah, did you guys have any final final thoughts on it? I'm excited for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they already do that one? It's only slightly better. With the and the special effects with like getting rid of mustaches were only slightly better. Yeah, I did like the special effects though. They were they were not bad for the time. It's just like that green screen work with the atom is just gross. I think the the best thing is like the ice stuff and the fire. It's actually the best fake fire I think I've seen. They could have made it green to match like her actual fire, yeah. but her flying around was kind of goofy. Yeah, but um, Flash is just like it's like an easy thing to do because you just have him be there and then you when kinda, fast forward. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that was kind of it. And so, I guess, plugs. Ryan, do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, You can get further updates on everything on the Phantom Zone uh, group on Facebook. Yeah, you're our, you're the, our man <laughs> our man on the mountain watching for Doomsday Clock. I'm, like... And Heroes in Crisis. Yeah, <laughs> and now Heroes in <laughs> yeah, Crisis. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not going to continue until Doomsday Clock continues, so it's in, like, they're both on hold right now. Yeah, um, and then Ryan is on... With uh, me and Alan on And Now Comics, which comes out every Thursday on this stream. And you've also been on with us on Legion of Tunes, which we will hopefully have a new episode out this week. Um, and you can check that out as part of Los Haro. That's losharo.wordpress.com, which there's a ton of other podcasts and awesome things that you can find on there, including Los Haro Games, which Alan runs. No, I don't run that. Hunter runs that. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know. You're the master of Los Haro games. Like, well, that's what I always thought. So you have Los Haro games, but you're on the podcast and you write for it. Yeah. Um, by the time this comes out, my review for my very, very, very late review of the first episode of Life is Strange 2 will be out. Um, on the Wall Street, the episode 26 of LHG hasn't come out yet, but we talked about bunch of e3 some e3 stuff and the 
controversies with NetherRealm Studios and Riot Games. Oh, I will look forward to that because I'm interested. I don't know about these controversies. The let's just say that I've seen, I've seen is that Netflix thing. Let's just say that one is has to do with PTSD. I mm. can you can probably guess which one, and one is about working conditions. Actually, both oh. of them are about working conditions as well. Oh, because the and, only other game thing I've seen recently is. I guess John Barenthal is doing like did like stuff for like the new Recon. Uh, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, Punisher. I'll, that makes me interested because I would just pretend it's like a Punisher prequel game. Come protect yeah. him, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> they killed one, day the, away, one bad day away, Red. Yeah, they killed my family. Good to me. <laughs> uh, I love season two of Punisher. So if you haven't watched it, go watch that. Yeah, it's good. I would say the only thing I've been playing because I'm like really weird is I downloaded Pokemon Uranium and I'm almost done with it, which was like that fan made Pokemon game that uh, is the only game that Nintendo ever sent a cease and desist to. <laughs> uh, it's because it's really good. I, I mean, it's like a 50 hour game. So I guess that wraps us up. So stay tuned for season four, which will be starting up real soon. Can't wait. Yeah. So I'm Lou Gonzalez. Hey. I'm out. I'm out, Amir. And I'm Ryan. And this podcast, or this specific episode, does not stand for truth, justice, in American way. It stands for crap. I was going to say, <laughs> damn it, Barry. Damn it, Barry. There is no way out of here. That is the point of the Phantom Zone.